Welcome to the Sasha Robinson podcast and I am your host Sasha Robinson. Today I'd like to introduce to you a new series called My Refinement and the inspiration behind My Refinement is as follows. I grew up on the island of St Lucia. I am Jamaican and St Lucian and born in the UK. My grandmother is definitely the inspiration behind my refinement. My grandmother came from very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Came from humble beginnings and herself and her husband worked their way up in society on the island of St. Lucia. In St. Lucia there, I would say that there is no middle class. Um, there's just the haves and the have nots. And fortunately I was the haves, <laughs> so to speak. So they worked themselves up into this very nice position where they own their own house. Everybody who was in their a circle of friends was of a very high caliber. They were also very well educated. Um, my grandmother, however, didn't know how to read and write, and she taught herself how to read and write. So these people really took themselves from the bottom to the top using hard work and utilizing their social circles. Everybody in our social circles had beautiful houses with swimming pools, uh, you know, every room having an ensuite, uh, uh, dogs in the backyard, beautiful gardens. Uh, I also grew up having maids in my home. And um, at the age of 14, I remember coming to the UK and when I came to the UK, um, back to my mother as a teenager, I was just turning um, 15, uh, she lived in a council house in South London. And I remember the first thing thinking um, was, oh my God, this is such a small space. It is definitely not what I expected at all. Uh, because, you know, when you're in the Caribbean, you assume that things are better in the UK. And obviously being a child who was very sheltered, I had no experience of, of the outside world. So that was the background, the type of lifestyle that I was brought into, fortunately, by my grandparents. And I'm very grateful for that. In the Caribbean, to have, you know, it's a third world country. So just to have a vehicle is, is a huge deal. And as I said, you know, the, the, we had a, a beautiful house. My grandmother kept her home immaculate and she had a bedroom that had French furniture and it was just absolutely stunning. So I can't complain that I, or, or even say that I came from a background that was, uh, was poor because we definitely were not. So um, returning to England, I think as a teenager, obviously, I went through the the things that any teenager would go through. And that would be kind of like fitting in with your peers. And uh, one of the things that I remember doing was changing the way that I spoke. 
and I would try to learn the new slang that people were using in South London and, you know, try to fit in with them until it actually uh, became a part of my personality. So in a sense, I created this, uh, this other personality just because I wanted to fit in. My mum often says that I wanted a bit of rough when I got with um, my uh, my daughter's father. We were it was a very brief relationship. Um, it, I I didn't particularly um, find him attractive, but he was definitely you know a popular guy and and uh, you know in in my family smoking weed weed was considered a a drug to my family it was definitely frowned upon it wasn't something that was considered good at all but when I came here I realized that uh, a lot of the people that I was socializing with they smoked and then I started developing all these bad habits so I think at the age of 21 I uh, found this amazing job in in Mayfair and I was working for a political planning consultancy and I am very very grateful um, to uh, Mr Byfield for the opportunity that he gave me Um, at that age at 21 in that particular time the wage that I was earning was pretty good for someone who um, you know lived in 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 a council home with my father because I didn't stay with my mother for very long I then moved in with my father so living in a council flat and 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 personally um uh, i i i didn't realize how people viewed people who lived in council houses at that particular time in my life even though i was 21 my 21 was definitely very very naive um 21 year olds these days they they know so many things they even know about stocks and bonds i was i was so naive i didn't know so many things i'm trying to think of an example um it's not a good thing to know but i didn't even know um what an abortion was uh i didn't know what homosexuality was i i was very very sheltered in that sense um so that was the the type of person that i was so I got this amazing job in, in, in Mayfair and earning a nice wage. And um, my dad, I remember my dad saying to me that the way that I spoke changed. But in fact, I reverted to how I spoke when I lived on the island of St. Lucia. Yes, we do have an accent, but we do speak in quotes the queen's english and um i reverted back to that naturally because of the type of people that i was mixing with within that environment because it's a political planning consultancy so we'd have a lot of mps come through the door doors and people who were obviously very high earners come through the doors also and my dad was very quick to pick up on that change within me and I think a lot of the people around me during that time thought that I was putting on, putting it on, uh, but in fact, it was very natural uh, for me because in St. Lucia, even in the schools, we weren't allowed to speak Creole. And I can't say this for other schools because there are, I would say, three top schools in the island of St. Lucia at the time, which were convent, comprehensive and college 
college was a boys school convent was a girls school and comprehensive was a mixed school so uh within those uh, within that environment we did not speak french creole even though my grandmother spoke creole most of the time and um but we weren't encouraged and we were not taught to speak creole we spoke the queen's english so that was the beginning of the metamorphosis of me and in hindsight i i see it as the beginning but at the time i didn't realize that i was beginning to refine myself um previous to coming to england obviously the traveling took place during my childhood and when i traveled i was traveling with an adult there i was always accompanied by an adult obviously because i'm a child and um i hadn't traveled outside of the country and um i you know i always wanted to move to have a better place to live because somehow within me i knew that i wanted better so um the first trip that i took was to um as an adult was to cancun in mexico um a friend invited me to come and i'm i'm you know awfully grateful um for that trip it, it was just absolutely fantastic so we went to cancun and i remember again just just to demonstrate the naivety of me because i was very sheltered remember i grew up in in an upper class home with with a maid and um so most things were done for me um the only thing i my grandmother did however ensure that i was able to do things for myself and i had chores etc but we did have a maid who helped out in the house so I remember when I got there there were just basic things that I didn't know you know the cash machine for example I didn't know um you know whether the money was going to come out uh, as the great british pound or the currency that they used in 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 Cancun and I don't feel embarrassed to say that it was just it was just the fact that I was very sheltered and very naive and and new to the world so to speak so that was the first time that I had traveled and um the the <clears throat> the drug abuse uh started around that time um actually it was before that because i had a a recording contract with um bmg and i was discovered in a corner shop buying cigarettes and um my dad and i were flown to germany the following week and but unfortunately we didn't sign the contract my my father and i we didn't know very much about the music industry um and i think had we had um understood the legalities of the industry that we would have definitely uh, uh signed the contract but nevertheless um it was a combination of things that um led me to drug abuse and that was the uh the boyfriend that i had at the time who um who not only used drugs but he also sold drugs so i was definitely exposed to a different uh lifestyle uh when i lived in south london as well uh, or as well as the added extra of mixing in higher class circles who also used drugs so i got to see the contrast um you know the the so-called drug addicts here who would steal and and do horrible things to people in order to 
you know, keep their habits and um, then the others who um, had wealth and the friends who had money, not from doing good things, uh, but um, they had money and they also took drugs. So that was my introduction to that. And um, as a result, I kind of spiraled out of control and then ended up losing my job in Mayfair. And um, it wasn't that I, I done drugs every day, but as soon as Friday came, it was definitely something that I would do. I would party and I definitely just um, gave myself to men who, who did not deserve me and who did not uh, nurture anything good within me or within themselves for that fact. And, um, and then I, when I, uh, I was about 27 when I stopped using drugs and then, um, when I was 29, I got pregnant with my son and when I became pregnant with him, obviously he just totally changed my life. And one of the things that I, I done was I found a beautiful home in Surrey and I rented this home and I, you know, I saved my money and I managed to save up my deposit for this home. It was absolutely beautiful. The garden was absolutely, absolutely huge. And we, I was able to press a button and my back gate would open and I had a car and I was able to drive my car into the, a bit that, a section of the back garden that was, um, that had concrete. So I could drive my car into my back garden and just press the button for the gate to close and I also had a little a little front garden uh, also and it was upstairs and downstairs we had two power showers beautiful um, fitted kitchen um, wood floors throughout and that was kind of the first step to really changing my life I had moved a number of times before that I had moved to Essex and all of this was just you know, wanting to improve myself. And at the time, my family saw it as that I was unstable. But the reality of that was that I was really just trying to improve my life and improve the life of my daughter who I had when I was 17. And now the uh, the little boy that I had given birth to when I was 29. So I know that there is a influx of these uh, YouTubers, etc., who were talking about self-improvement and high-value men and high-value women and all of this kind of stuff. And I think for people, it can feel rather isolating if you want to improve yourself, but you don't have the the the, the money to do so. And uh, I would like to say that definitely a lot of people pretend that they have a ton of money for the internet, particularly on Instagram. We see that quite frequently. Some of them, of course, do have money um and what I also see on Instagram which is really disturbing is that a lot of um there are a lot of black people who have money but they don't actually have class I remember watching a podcast um the other day on YouTube and um there was a a guy talking about a a woman there there were a number of people in the room at that time but they were discussing what the woman brings to a relationship for a man and I was just totally embarrassed by the whole thing because sometimes I think other races may see this type of content and uh you know just assume that we are all like that 
I know it's stupid, but sometimes they may not even know that they're doing that, but they might make swooping generalizations about us as black people when we hear the type of language that they use, etc. And bear in mind, this man had, he, he classes himself as successful, but he just had no class whatsoever. And the language that he used was completely appalling. So one of the reasons why I, I started my refinement was just to ensure that you understand that class is definitely a state of mind that is my definition you know and it it is possible for you to improve yourself on a budget is you don't necessarily have to have a designer everything there are places where you can go and get good quality stuff zara for instance sometimes has just really lovely stuff that can look as as a as good quality as um you know the high-end uh retailers so that's what I felt was was missing online. I saw this space for myself as someone who doesn't have a lot of money, but willing to share my journey in an honest and candid way and just tell you, share with you the ways that I have improved myself and how I'm, I'm continuing to improve myself in many ways, such as education, um, things that I do in my home, etc. And, um, and just to make it as authentic as possible. And with that, I'd just like to say thank you for listening to the Sasha Robinson podcast. This is the My Refinement series. And if you would like to donate to My Refinement, please go to paypal.me forward slash Sasha Robinson. Thank you very much.